My name is Jan Welch, and welcome to the eighth episode of the Then and Now Blading interview series and podcast with Justin Thursday. Justin is a 3D printing guru who's embraced that technology to create a wide array of aftermarket skate parts. I find the whole trend in 3D printing to be really fascinating, both inside and outside of skating. But within skating, there's been a handful of people over the past couple of years who've really taken this to the next level, creating all sorts of parts for current skates and old skates like Solomon's. So I wanted to talk to Justin and pick his brain on how to get into 3D printing, find out more about it, what 3D printer to use, and what you can actually print skate-wise with a 3D printer. So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure and hit the like button, subscribe to this channel if you haven't already, and hit the bell icon to be notified of all new uploads. Make sure to follow me on social media. I have links in the description below to my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I also have links to my Patreon page and a donation page if you want to support this channel. All Patreon supporters will receive exclusive perks and content not available on this channel. Let's get started with this interview with Justin Thursday. Hello, Justin. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining me. First of all, I'd like to dig into your history a little bit. So the first question I have for you is when did you start skating? Um, over 20 years ago. I don't, I've been, I've been fitness skating since probably since I could walk and then it was just a natural progression as soon as I found out you know, that aggressive was a thing to just jump into that. Um, so late nineties is when I started. How old are you now? I'm 33. 33. All right. So you've been since a little kid. Yeah. Skating. All right. That's rad. And, uh, and you live outside of Cleveland. Is that where you grew up? Yeah. So I'm in Lorraine now and I've pretty much been in this tiny little area. Um, it's about a half hour west of Cleveland. What's the crew you, you grew up skating with? Uh, Blade Clee crew. Um, it's uh, Craig Parsons, Jimmy Spetz, Travis Rhodes. There's so many others I could name, but I'll forget somebody if I keep going down the list. But a lot of really good skaters in the area. Yeah, Ohio is definitely known for having a lot of skaters, and it's got a lot of cities compared to most states. So yeah, definitely has a big blading population, and you know we had all, all the bitter cold events back in the day, which were a lot of fun yeah. to go to. Um, so I'm gonna get into 3D printing because that's kind of what I want to talk to you about. Sure. Uh, when did you get into just 3D printing? Like what made you want to get a 3D printer to begin with? Um, so I, I, I guess I got a, a 3D printer a little over a year ago. Um, I had gotten back into CAD just to start designing a few things. And I was ordering a lot of stuff from uh, 3D printing services, which is cool, but it's pretty expensive. Um, and then Lawrence Ingram of 5050, he started printing a couple of samples because he was using a printer for prototyping and just made sense for me to get my own and do it at home so I could use it however I wanted and here I am now with four printers total and they're always running nonstop. So you were into CAD before what kind of work were you doing with CAD prior to 3D printing? No actual work I mean I would design skate parts here and there um, yeah just for fun. Nice so what printer did you start out with? I was a Creality CR10 it's a pretty cheap printer. Uh, I think they're less than $300 now. Um, at the time, I split it with a friend because it just seemed like a lot of money back then. But um, yeah, I recommend that printer to everyone. It's super easy to use. It takes 10 minutes to put together and ready to go. What kind of skate parts can you make on that printer? So most skate parts, it depends on the uh, materials I'm using and things like that, like frames can't really do frames without the aluminum core because they'll snap. I do a lot of sole plates. Um, I've been doing cuff bolts recently. So it's kind of like a little plastic washer and then a bolt that goes in it. Um, 
little things like that, buckle protectors. It's perfect for the new 50-50 frames then. Oh yeah, yeah, it's the best way to go for that. And then you moved on to some bigger, more expensive printers. You know, actually, they didn't need to be that much more expensive. So I've got, you know, I've got the CR10, which is my first one. Then I got a CR10S and a CR10V3, which are a little more expensive, but they're basically the same printers with some um, additional features. And then I have a Creality Ender 3 for smaller projects like the cuff bolts and all my grind blocks and things like that. So right now you're making the side plates for those frames and you're doing 3D printed frames, but are they skatable? You, you could, um, but they're probably going to break eventually. Um, I'm, I'm working towards trying to find ways to make 3D printed frames without a core. Um, but it's not really a priority right now. The, the main thing I'm focusing on is sole plates because of it being a more flat shape. Um, it's less likely to break. And I've been working on that with some people for about a year. Um, yeah, the problem with frames is basically where the axles are, the, the plastic's really thin there, and then where the UFS bolts mounted to the boot, it's really thin there. And printing works by basically stacking layers of plastic and plastic. And where those are, <clears throat> that's where it's likely to snap apart. Uh, I saw today you posted that you want to make possibly release a aluminum plate for the 3D printed soles. Yeah, um, I actually have one of them right here. It's pretty simple, just um, laser cut sheet aluminum and then 3D printed sliders that screw onto that. And then, you know, it would just work on any flat boot. Um, you could use a heel wedge for other skates. Um, it just seemed like an easier way to do sole plates because you have less 3D printed parts and then the aluminum, of course, is incredibly strong. That's never going anywhere. Um, and you could replace individual parts as needed. And because um, certain materials, depending on what you're doing, they want to break between the boot and the frame. <clears throat> um, I've pretty much gotten rid of that issue, but this would make it so that anybody could just make sole wings out of whatever material they had on hand or wanted to do. I know that there's a lot of other skaters doing 3D printing and there's some websites, some open source sites. Mm -hmm. What's the community like for the 3D printers? Is there a group of you to communicate, work together, throw ideas yeah. back and forth? Yeah, so Claudio Antonelli, he's photo photograph on Instagram. He put together a website called rebooting.tech and it's just where any designer can you know, submit skate parts uh, designs so that people can download them, either print them themselves or order them from a printing service. And then Claudio and I put together a Facebook group called uh, DIY Skate Tech, where it's basically the same thing, but a little bit easier to have discussions, talk about printers and methods and materials. And that group really includes anything, machining, making things by hand, whatever. It's just, it's like a blade tech group, but more specific for people that are really trying to do uh, to make their own skate parts, however they're doing it. I'll put a link to that site and the Facebook group in the description below so people can check it out if they're interested in getting into 3D printing skate parts or just 3D printing in general. You're making a lot of different parts using 3D printing. Is this a testing phase for you for products you actually want to manufacture in the future? Um, so yes, it is primarily for testing, test fitting, and being able to make parts in low quantities to skate and test them. Um, I will be having some products manufactured, not under my brand. Um, I've been working freelance for a few companies, um, probably a long ways out, um, but things are coming, <laughs> so. So that answers my second question then, which was, have there been any skate companies that have contacted you in designing parts? So the answer is yes. Yes, a few. Um, I, so I, I'm sort of a, 
I would call myself like a design consultant with 50-50 sort of freelance, just helping with the, the open source uh, framewall system. And then I designed the sole plates for the Faction boot. Uh, that's a new boot brand from uh, Clark Kirkman. It's going to be coming out soon. Yeah, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen some of that skate. It looks pretty cool. So, you know, I mean, a year, a year ago, you weren't doing any of this stuff. How's it feel to be, you know, involved in the industry now designing for some cool brands? Uh, it's pretty cool. It's a, a dream come true. I mean, I've been, uh, I've been designing skate parts since I've been skating. I've just always liked designing and making things. I used to make my own sole plates just out of like sheet plastic, whatever I could find. So starting there and like actually working for companies now has been pretty cool and just being able to make my own stuff. Yeah, it's super rad. Do you have like a dream part that you really want to see made someday as an actual skatable manufactured um, part? Yeah, actually, I hadn't really thought of that, but I guess if I had to pick one, <clears throat> it'd be this uh, one piece sole frame. Oh yeah. So it's like like a flat uh, flat boot sole plate with a built-in frame. Um, and I actually skated this for a few months and it eventually broke right there. It's still skatable, but I figured that's probably a good place to stop but yeah i'd like to see something like that someday that's very cool and what skate what skates does that fit on any flat bottom the so the only issue is like i have the wheels spread out all the way so there's no ufs mounts so it's these uh these sole plate mounts you have to drill like eight holes in the boot so not really like a user-friendly thing if you don't want to mod your skates but i mod everything i skate so it's fine for me i mean it seems like even with the wish frames you have to modify your skates right a little bit yeah to, just to put mm -hmm. those on um, yeah, that, that was so weird when they first came out. And now it's just like a normal thing. It's just like, that's just what you do to skates these days. When we did the Nim skate with the make your own groove. Oh, yeah. Right. Which was just a was manufacturing great. error that we oh, really <laughs> that we marketed as a something cool. Right. Like I had no idea. John Elliott <laughs> came up with ideas to like, let's save face and say we did it on purpose and get all these pros and cool dudes to like <laughs> make their own grooves. And then, you know, yeah. and people believed it. It was, I think it's the most successful marketing thing we ever did. Um, That's incredible. Yeah, you know, I have no idea. Yeah, it was just, uh, that was a mess up. You know, it was supposed to have a groove. <laughs> and I'll tell you the worst thing about that was it at Winter Clash was when we released that skate and our distributor out there was Michael Byer who did BMAG and everything. He didn't want, he wanted, he had a demo run for all the side skates. Okay. And he didn't want to let anybody use them without a groove. So oh, yeah, me and John Elliott sat there for like so long with Dremels, like Dremeling grooves and all the skates. And those, <laughs> the plastic was so hard. It was so hard. Yeah, to like those actually were hard souls. <laughs> make the grooves. But yeah, so that was kind of funny, you know. Um, That's hilarious. I never knew any of that. <laughs> the UFS frame standard for aggressive inline skates has been around for 20 years now. In your opinion, should that still be the standard or is UFS outdated? Yes, but I think it can be improved. UFS gets in the way of the middle wheels for a lot of flat frames. Um, literally, all it needs to be is adjustable. Like, you know, if these are your UFS holes. They should be able to slide outwards for larger frames because UFS is 167 millimeters from point to point. And I'm a size seven, so it actually works perfectly for me. But once you're up to like size nine, they're already in the way. So they just need to make them adjustable. Have you uh, thought about designing something like that? Yeah, I've already designed it. You've designed it, all right. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's as simple as just like, I mean, depending on the skate, because some skates you can't really get in there. But if you were like, like a Razor's Cult, all you got to do is drill new holes, flatten the UFS nubs, and put different washers. It's like, it's that easy. But then you've got to have a frame that matches and all of that. So 
can't change one thing without changing the other. One skate part that I've heard, you know, I know some people have complained about for years because it's never really changed is the cuff. Have you had in any, general? Yeah. Have you had any ideas on uh, cuff designs? Have you designed any cuffs? Yeah. Um, Can you print cuffs? Yes. Um, I printed some tests, um, but I actually use cutting boards, um, like eighth inch thin kind of flexible cutting boards. Um, let me see what I got over here. Grabbed a bunch of things for show and tell. So I skate modified Deshi carbons, um, but they get really floppy. So what I do is I put an internal cuff in there. Okay. So it's really not all that different from your traditional cuff. It's still bolted in there, but with the fabric around it, it kind of has more natural flex. So I, I don't like normal cuffs. I don't skate regular plastic skates. I just don't like the way they feel. When's the last time you skated one? Well, I designed some cult soles, so I had to skate cults for a few sessions last year. Okay, Every yeah. once in a while, I'll put on a regular boot. Like, I have a pair of thems. I have a pair of cults. I like those. That's the one plastic skate that fits my foot perfectly, like, in every way. Do you think keeping old skating products, like Solomon Skates, alive using 3D-printed parts has a negative impact on the current brands within our industry? Yeah, I know there's been a lot of back and forth on that. I think it's fine, you know? You see companies like PowerSlide coming out with how many brand new products every year. I think the industry is doing just fine. I think people, if they want to skate their Solomons and whatever, fine, make parts for them. I think it's cool. The only issue I see with keeping these old skates around is just they get brittle and break. So you're risking yeah, injury true. to yourself. I've seen people skate some old Colts that just like fall apart on a grind, mm -hmm. you know, so plastic does not last. No, my, my Colts are actually the Shima twos. And I went through two pairs of cuffs in like three sessions. Oh, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that's because I'm a size seven, 10 or 15 years ago, six, seven boot had a size one cuff, which they only use on the Genesis junior now. So you can't get new cuffs for this size unless you modify the boot. So I would, Every once in a while, I'll get lucky and I'll find a pair and then I'll snap them in two sessions. So I'm retiring those boots because I know the boots Those next. old boots are just better for display. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's retired. It's going on a shelf. Is it possible to create a skatable boot using the current 3D printing technology? Yeah, I've printed skate boots before. Um, not skatable, but I think it's probably doable. I've been sort of digging into stronger materials like uh, nylons and things like that. Um, I've just been making so many frame walls and other parts. I haven't really had the time to try out the materials and I can't skate myself. Um, I have a few sole plate samples out with people now to test and stronger nylons and stuff to see how that holds up. Because all, all the sole plates I've made have been skatable, but um, I'm trying to get them up to par with injection molded parts. So that's my goal. I think it's doable. It's just taken some time. Is the technology there yet or is it? I mean, it's, I know it's changing quickly in the 3D printing realm. Yeah. And since you started, has it, have you seen changes in plastics? Not, uh, nothing I've personally dealt with, but companies are always coming out with new formulas, stronger um, materials. You know, there's high resistance, high impact things that are coming out. Um, there's so many things to try. And unfortunately, I can only get to so many of them at a time. But I think that, I think there's, I think that the technology is there. I think it's doable. Um, so I think, I think somebody can make their own parts and skate them, but like from a business side, it's still cheaper to do injection molding just because of the amount of time. It's, it takes two days to print a sole 
set of soul plates, you know. Like if somebody wants to actually, you know, buy that printer you recommended and what's the best material they should start out with? So the most common material is called PLA. It's basically just made from corn. Um, that's really good for just making test fits and models like that. It's, it's fairly cheap. <clears throat> from there, you can move up to what's called PLA Pro or PLA Max or PLA Plus. So I use uh, PLA Plus for all of my skated or skatable frame walls, um, where again, on its own as a frame, it wouldn't be skatable, but I, for sole plates and frame walls, it's been working great. Um, and it's not that much more expensive. It's like 25 bucks a roll and you can make two pairs of frames or so out of that. So definitely adds, add, definitely adds up if you are new to it and you want to just kind of start practicing, right? Yeah, it can, especially, you know, 3D printing does have a little bit of a learning curve. Um, there's a lot of things you got to figure out um, and prints are going to fail, you know, that just happens. So it, it can get pricey sometimes, you know, if you're going through a lot of parts or if you're designing something and you just keep changing it and changing it. So your designs are all through CAD or do you use other software too? No, just CAD. So people yeah, should use, learn CAD using, first before they want to dive into printing yeah. frames and skate I mean, parts. If you know, if you're not a designer, there's there's plenty of resources out there, um, like re rebooting.tech, um, where you can download files. Like it'd be like, oh, I want to make those soul plates. You can just buy a 3D printer and make them yourself. And all in, you'd be like 500 bucks. But then, you know, you can make soul plates the rest of your life. Right. Um, so you don't have to be a designer, but it's helpful. <laughs> With that website, everything's supposed to be open source and you're not supposed to sell it, right? That's the concept. So you can, um, you just have to get permission from the designer Okay. and you basically, basically you can only make money off of your labor, not off of their design, as far as I understand it. But I'm sure people do the opposite, right? I mean, uh, it might happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't um, heard of anything, but you know, I remember it with Rattel we had in Brazil and Argentina and stuff, you'd see all sorts of four by four shirts that, oh yeah, <laughs> that we didn't make like, you know, like four by four logo with the U S flag in it. You would see that mm -hmm. in other countries with like the Argentinian flag and the Brazil flag. Oh. And we didn't make you, we didn't make those shirts. Yeah. And I remember reading in the nineties that one of the biggest clothing brands in Brazil was Senate and they didn't even have distribution there. So it was like <laughs> all bootleg. Um, That's incredible. So, you know, I'm sure there's somebody somewhere, you know, trying to make money. I don't know if yeah. you saw recently that guy who did the, the history of blading t-shirts and, all some some yeah, guys from like Pakistan that. are just selling his yeah. shirt on print on demand sites and it, or in every single skating related group and there's nothing you can do about it. Right? How are you going to uh, get him to stop? Totally Bans a bummer. The groups, but is there anything you've wanted to produce that you haven't got around to making yet? Yeah, I want to make cuffs. It's just a project I haven't been able to make time for. It'd be really cool to make some cuffs. Have you ever talked to Frank Stoner? Or do you know who um, he is? A little bit. Yeah. Talk to him about cuffs. If you haven't already, okay. he spent I years will. talking about wanting to design the perfect cuff because he was a, you know, really angry about the state of cuffs for years. So <laughs> talk, to, talk to Frank. He's always got good ideas. Okay. And we'll because do. of cuffs, that's your guy. If you were to design your perfect skate, uh -huh. what would it have functionality wise, like sole plate, frame, wheel size, frame length? What would be the perfect? Yeah. Um, so for me, it would be a carbon boot, soft top, internal cuff, straps, no buckles. Um, 
a thinner version of the intuition liner. It's fine, but I have to size up a shell with it. And then probably this one piece sole frame, maybe with like aluminum on the inside, but if this was injection molded, it wouldn't really need it. Right. So yeah, yes. that would be my perfect skate. That sole plate Actually, is very cool. I can show you my other one real quick. So this setup's a little bit better. This is um, Deshi Carbon internal cuff, but it's a second skin. And then this is another sole frame concept with aluminum in there. Um, cool. And then, yeah, what is it? So this, the sole plate on here, this one's fully symmetrical. And that mounts to the boot at eight spots, still UFS. And then this is, this is a concept frame that's 60 millimeter with a one millimeter rocker. Pretty, pretty much the same as my core walls, just a test. I don't know if that lighting's good. That's a great looking frame. Thank you. That uh, looks cool. Thanks. And but yeah, and something like that. For wheels, have you done any anti-rocker wheels? I haven't because I haven't skated anti-rocker in over 10 years. So I see, I know a few people have done anti-rockers. Um, Claudio did like a Higgs boson type of wheel. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm just too out of touch with it. Like people ask me to do freestyle frames. I haven't skated freestyle in over 10 years. It's like, I have an idea of how it should work, but having not skated it, I don't feel like I'm the right person to do it. I saw you made a grind plate for the power slide off-road <laughs> frame. Yeah. Have you skated it? No, I haven't. So <clears throat> I've done a bunch of blocks like that and they were all commissions. People hit me up and they're like, can you do this? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So I guess maybe that's one of those, should okay. I do it or <laughs> type right. of deal. So yeah. Those are all commissions, um, and it just sounded fun. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Have you ever skated those frames before? No. I've wanted a set of off-road frames for years, and I've just never gotten around to it. They're pretty cool, you know, for – Yeah. Like, that, the, the 125s and the 150s, and the 150s are really good for, like, you know, mountain bike trails. <clears throat> yeah. And then the 125s are pretty good on pump tracks. But for flat ground, they're extremely cumbersome. And it's yeah, just like it, a workout. And I saw some girls are doing like, they're doing some really long distance skate on bad roads or something like mm -hmm. dirt roads. And they've been training yeah. like 40 miles a day on those skates. I'm like, that is crazy. That's just like, <laughs> it's like cross country, you know, skiing or something. But yeah, um, that sounds like a miserable time. But those grind plates look pretty rad. Thanks. Actually, um, what's his name? Andy Lederman from, from Boston. Yeah. If you ever saw some of his sections with the off-road skates at the skate park in the snow in, I, in yeah Boston. i think i remember some clips super cool yeah he's, he's somebody who he should yeah. get some of those grind plates from you because he might yeah. put out a really cool section <laughs> i like i like seeing uh Werbeski's clips of him doing like the downhill woodland trails like that just looks so fun to me oh Werbeski is i mean he's still doing so much cool stuff he's kind of like yeah. you know out of limelight but you right. know, definitely follow Werbeski on instagram i'll also link that below because yeah he's awesome well, yeah, all of his clips are great. So you call your frames Thursday, and mm -hmm. that's your brand. And people can mm -hmm. order components that you make. Mm -hmm. like you do, yep. and, and you have a website or contact you directly. Uh, JustinThursday.com. I'm always on Instagram because for some reason, I don't know, getting stuff out on Instagram works really well. And what's uh, say somebody wants to order something? What's the average turnaround time? Um, right now it's about three weeks. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Not bad for made to order, whatever colors you want, size. What's your future goals for your brand? Do you want to actually get into injection molding? I don't, I, honestly, I like, I love the idea of it, but I don't really want to turn it into like 
so much like that much of a job you know like right now it's really fun i think if i was you know actually doing it as like a full-scale brand you know i'd be working on it every waking moment and i don't know maybe that would be fun it's on my mind i guess i'm undecided i think uh i think lawrence should uh you know start another brand that's your brand (laughs) no lawrence give him a week there'll be another brand yeah right i like that chroma shirt (laughs) Yeah, I love it. You know, all the Jeremy Baytal art is really cool. And mm-hmm. for as far as your logo, who designed that? Uh, I did. It's a good logo. Yeah. What is your favorite thing to skate right now on your aggressive setup? And do you do any big wheel blading? Um, man, I just love a good knee-high concrete ledge. That's my absolute favorite. I could skate that for the rest of my life. Um, my knees are kind of shot right now. I haven't skated in a few months. Um, so I'm hoping to be back to it by spring. But I uh, I've done um, some distance skating here and there. Um, I like it, but I'm probably going to try to do that for uh, physical therapy to get myself back in shape before I really start hitting any ledges again. What uh, What's your big wheel setup? <laughs> uh, Deshi Carbons uh, modified with uh, the Kaiser Flex Frame uh, with 90 millimeter compass wheels. Perfect. And intuition liners and rims cuffs. Sounds a little heavy for a distance. It's a little heavy. (laughs) Yeah. I I wanted to get those new element nineties. Cause like once I started skating with a rocker, I I couldn't go back and then I got hurt. So I didn't need to buy any more frames, (laughs) but one thing that's been really popping up lately in the blading scene is aluminum frames. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, Kaiser's doing an aluminum one piece sole frame. Yeah. Um, frame is kind of like Aeon style or kind of like the one you showed me. Um, mm-hmm. What's your, how do you feel about aluminum frames? You know, I've never skated one. I think it's cool. You know, it's definitely for, you know, a certain kind of skating. I, I know some people take them to ledges. I probably wouldn't. Um, I got to try one out sometime. <laughs> I've never skated one. I think it's the perfect, definitely perfect for, um, you know, a nice indoor skate park. I mean, I just yeah. think back to, you know, Senate aluminum grind plates yeah for sure perfect on coping but that's so last aluminum time I grind plates, aluminum but... anything you know was that but then so i looked at those kaisers things i'm like probably really fun at a really nice indoor skate park or on like on clark kirkman's mini ramp i'm sure it'd be oh yeah amazing that would be so fun well that's all the questions i have is there anything that you'd like to like discuss that i didn't mention about 3d printing or your thoughts on skating or anything mm, i don't know I'm just having a lot of fun with all of it, man. I really like making stuff. And it's cool that like, you know, I've been designing stuff for so long now and I can finally make things to get into people's hands because I don't know, it's just fun being able to just, you know, on a small scale produce all these parts. Um, you know, a lot of people have been really helpful, like testing things out for me and whatnot. Um, yeah, I'm just having a great time with it. <laughs> wish i could skate but you know yeah I'm, I'm hoping for spring what happened what happened to your knee um so it's actually both of my knees i have scar tissue on my quadricep tendons um so i i've done home remodeling for 17 years just on my knees crouching and it just it finally caught up with me so i'm trying to do some physical therapy now and it seems to be helping a little bit but i've got to keep at it and... yeah that combined with skating you know skating is not easier knees either yeah, that's why, like, I'm not rushing it. That's what I'm saying. If I can skate by spring, even just distance, you know, I'll be happy. Yeah, I'm doing physical therapy right now, too, uh, for my back. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. 
Was that from when you broke it? Yeah, well, you know, like I broke it two years ago, and and right. and at first it was the beginning of it was right after it snow melted, so that whole summer I was out, and then I was ready yeah. for ski season, so I skied all winter, and then I went to like some skating event in um in New Hampshire at Wright Airfield, and I skated a little box, did a mizu, and like when I landed it was like super sore still, so I didn't skate for another few months, and then yeah, and then I sk- skied again, and I worked a lot, and then this summer we did a lot of hiking. Like we yeah. did like 26 <clears throat> peaks around this area here in the mountains. Very cool. And about a month ago, it just started hurting really bad. Like I couldn't even get out of bed, like Ooh. all night long, miserable. Um, yeah. So I just st- started getting massage and physical therapy and it's helped. It's still kind of messed up, but sure. I skated yesterday just around the parking lot at the college mm-hmm. and um, it felt really good until I hit a pebble and ate shit in the grass. Oh no. <laughs> but you know i'm just yeah. trying to get it ready for ski season again because yeah you know being out here is my favorite thing to do for sure you know i can that's 10 minutes away from the house when i go skate yeah. we got two skate parks here but i don't like skating parks by myself that much sure um so you know i have to yeah. drive pretty far at least an mm-hmm. hour to skate with somebody else gotcha but yeah. yeah i like skating alone i mean i like skating with people too but i i mean i like skating alone in the city uh sure was a lot of fun you know but the problem with skating alone here at those parks is there one's concrete and it's the whole park's sunken underground and no one's over oh, there gosh. so if you got hurt no one will see oh, you for like yeah. a couple of days right so it's like there's <laughs> nobody there it's like in the middle of nowhere so yeah it's yeah, more like sense. more like i don't want to risk you know oh yeah for sure i feel no, like i get sense. hurt a lot more in my old age than i did when i was younger yeah i've got <laughs> I've got a, a box in my driveway and a, a little quarter pipe. So I'll sk- I, I like skating that by myself. And then I'm like five minutes from downtown Lorraine and there's probably 15 spots all within like, I don't know, a 10 by 10 block area. And I'll just go down there, Perfect. skate around and find something and skate it. And it's not too busy, but busy enough. If I did get hurt, someone would hear, hear me scream. Well, Justin, thank you so much for taking your time to join me on this episode of the Then and Now Blading interview series and podcast. It was really interesting to find out how to get into 3D printing your own skate parts. And I hope this was useful to anyone who actually wants to pursue that in the future. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to hit the like button, subscribe to this channel if you haven't already, and hit the bell icon to be notified of all new uploads. I have links to my social media in the description below, my Facebook page, my Instagram, and my Twitter, as well as my Patreon page. So if you want to support this channel, you can visit that, become a Patreon, and receive exclusive perks and video access not available on this channel. I also have a link to my donation page below as well. Thank you so much for watching this episode. I look forward to seeing you next time at the Den and Now Blading interview series and podcast.